John chapter 11. Now, while we're going to John 11, somebody tell me something good. Anything good. Pearl got a job. That's good. That's outstanding. Where? Baymont Inn. Outstanding. We'd like, I like that thought of getting a job, taking care of stuff. I remember some days when I didn't have one. Richard. Yeah, that Richard stole my thunder because I was going to save it to the very last. <laughs> but uh, we, I, we didn't get to meet last Wednesday because of the the French, the toilets, uh, and uh, but Monday, Monday a week ago, Richard was born into God's family three years ago. And uh, he's grateful for that. You don't have to be around very be around him very long to know how grateful he is to God for that, for God's grace and for the love that he's found in this place. But uh, I think most of us would agree we've been blessed as well, right? Yes. Right. All right. Somebody tell me something good. Where does he live, Bernie? In, um, he lives in Florida. Florida. Um, I was 17 years old. So that was All right. Um, my mom, I really, I don't know, I'll be telling you, or maybe uh, I've been having it that inside of me. I've been talking to Chad about it. That my mom, I've been thinking about my mom too much lately. And uh, I don't know, uh, <coughs> she hasn't been feeling good. I can the way I hear her. She tells me she goes, Bernie, the, the only thing that worries me about you, she goes, now that you already have a new life, you got your family, you got Cedar, the girls, your kids. Um, I have step brothers and sisters. I'm the only one from a different dad out of all of seven of us. She worries about me, man. And I'm like, I'll be okay. But she goes, she goes I know I won't. I won't be okay, but I tell her mom, and then she, we live too far. She lives like 12 hours from here. Where does she live? In McAllen. Okay, now, does, I'm grateful that Bernie's dad reached out to her. Is that a good thing? Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. But uh, even though she can't see her father, does she have a father? Yes. Is he with her? Yes. Does he watch over her? Yes. Does he provide for her? Does he protect her? Yes, and I may not be able to touch the one that's got skin on him, but I've got the one that took my sin away. I've got the one that forgave me. I've got the one that gave me a new life. And yeah, it's going to make you sad, but also you think about the good life you've had, the good life you have right now, that new life. I just to hold everything in at work all day and it's just like when I go home 
there are still memes I keep them but my kids are not they're okay but I know I'll tell them don't say that but I'm a popular mother I still yes two weeks well the good thing is that in two more weeks I'll be six months old oh my god All right, last call. Something good. Two of your sisters? Where are they? Really? Thirty-seven years. One of the things I've watched here over the bunches of years is I've watched families heal. Watch families uh, change and overcome horrible things. And it, 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 that still works, guys. God is still working to do that, to mend those relationships and to bring your family back together. All right, Robin, you got the last say. Would you inter introduce your guest? This is Adeline's first time here, Adeline Rexina. Was born November twenty seventh. Yes. How? Tell us the stats. Um, I don't remember how long she was right off the top of my head. It was like four thirty in the morning. Listen, if if you caught a fish that was ten pounds, you wouldn't care how long it was. You'd keep it, right? All right. She's a keeper. All right. You got your Bibles, John chapter eleven. John chapter 11. I'm, I appreciate uh, I appreciate Bernie's heart. I appreciate Bernie being honest about how she feels about things and, and uh, that's really, I think, one of the things that makes this place work is we figured out a long time ago, you got to breathe out before you can breathe in. Now, we breathe out. We're going to keep doing that. But now we get a chance to breathe in. We get a chance to breathe in good things. I'm going to tell you, I want you to prepare yourself for the very first, just prepare yourself. I'm going to, we're going to see something that I'm not for sure that you have heard. I'm not for sure that you've been taught. Well, if you've been here, you've been taught it, because I learned it a long time ago from this chapter. But let's read it. I want you to see something. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and, and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who had poured perfume on the Lord and had wiped his feet with her hair. Now, hang on, hang on. I've got to tell you a story that goes beyond this. You don't know anything about the map, the Bible map. You don't know necessarily how this would work. But if you're coming from Dallas, if you're coming from Dallas, if you're coming from Dallas to get to Lubbock, if you're on I-27, if you're on I-20, and then you hit Abilene, and then you come out of Abilene to Sweetwater, and then you turn... At some point, you're going to go through a little town called Post. There's 
there's a hamburger place just as you come into post called Holly's. You ever, if you ever get close to Holly's, stop and get you a burger. Even if you're not hungry, save it for later. It's good, all right? The town of Bethany, the town of Bethany was like post. And every time Jesus, every time Jesus came to Jerusalem, he would stop at Bethany. Every time he came through post, he would stop. And he would stop at Mary and Martha and Lazarus' home. Okay? They were, it, it doesn't talk a lot about it except over and over again you see him when he comes to Jerusalem. Before he gets there, he stops at their home and that's where he stays. Somebody tell me what it would be like to have, be the kind of place. What would it like to be the kind of place where you could know if Jesus was stopping by, if Jesus was coming by, he was going to stop. He, wasn't, he didn't have to text. He didn't have to send an email. Didn't have to call for an invitation. He just showed up. What would you thought, what would you thought about that? I'd feel good about that. Jesus wants to come to our house. Would that not be a good deal? Tell me how you'd feel if you could be that kind of friend to Jesus. You didn't ask him a bunch of questions. You didn't challenge him with a bunch of doctrines. You just cooked him a meal like Martha. You listened to John 11. And we just listened to him like Mary. They were friends like Jesus had very few. They would just let him be him. Well, Mary and Martha, their brother Lazarus gets sick. And so they send a message. Lord... The one you love is sick. So I know something about this relationship. How does Jesus feel about Lazarus? He loves him. He loves him like a brother. He loves him like a friend. I don't know how you want to describe it, but there's love here. Now hang on a second. Time out. Learn this first. Is it possible to be close to Jesus? Is it possible to be loved by Jesus and still have bad things happen in your life? Yes. Now, if you're listening to the preachers on TV, if you listen to the preachers on the radio, they'll lie to you. They'll tell you that if you pray a prayer the certain kind of way, if you give money to a certain kind of church, if you do that, then everything's going to be okay. Is it possible to be loved by Jesus, entrusted by Jesus, and still have bad things take place in your life? Yeah. Our question is usually, why? Why would I have that? I don't, huh? It's, the question is not why, is who? Who do you call? Who do you turn to when that bad thing happens? Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. That's what you do. You turn to the one that you trust. You turn to the one that you love. You turn to the one that can do something about it, right? Keep reading. Now, when he heard this, Jesus said, Now, Jesus knows things I don't know. So he said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is to God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now, stop. That verse, that last phrase of that verse, will fit anything, I believe, everything that ever occurs in our lives. Whether we understand it or not, whether the sickness ends in death or not, everything that takes place takes place for God's glory so that Jesus will be glorified. 
Do they like the fact that he's sick? Does Lazarus like the fact that he's sick? No. Does Jesus like the fact that he's sick? No. But he's sick. That happens, y'all. People get sick. Sad, 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 but people get sick and they die. And there is nothing we can do to change that. Except we can hold on to this hope. Word of God, red letters from Jesus. When that happens, what do we know? It's God's intent to glorify Jesus. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. I'd love, to, I'd love that to be said of me. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. What? If he loved him, now get ready. If he loved him, what would your expectation be? You call somebody that you love, somebody's sick, somebody's going to die, and, and they don't come. Our reaction is, They pout. They don't care. All of a sudden, all that love that was shared, all that friendship that was shared, all of that goes out the door. You didn't do what I wanted to in this moment, so you don't really love me. Heard it today. Heard it today. I didn't return somebody's message. I didn't get the message. I didn't return somebody's message, and so now they're hurt that I don't care about them. I hate that. I mean, I hate that. And I'll do what I can to mend that tomorrow because I didn't have time to do it today. But tell me, when the one that loves you doesn't come, does it prove they don't care? Not at all. Jesus waited two days. Keep reading. He waited two days and then he said to his disciple, let's go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they, a short while ago, the Jews tried to stone you. When, why are you going back there? He said, well, are, are there not 12 hours of daylight? A man walks by the day, will not stumble, for he sees by this world's light. If, if it is when he walks by night that he stumbles, for he has no light. After he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. Now stop. Be honest. You're sitting there just like the disciples, and Jesus says, he gets this message. Your friend, the one you love, is sick. And Jesus says, God will be glorified. He'll magnify me. And he waits two days. Now while you're waiting those two days, what are the disciples asking? What are we doing? Huh? I mean, come on. Your friend's sick. What's Mary and Martha doing? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? They get no updates, right? There's no Facebook. Right? None of that. They don't know what's happening. They're expecting Jesus and they're not seeing Jesus. And then finally Jesus says to his disciples, okay, let's go. They said, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't want to really go because the Jews are going to try to stone you to death. Last time he went through there, are you sure? And he said, yeah, Lazarus fell asleep and I want to go wake him up. Your reaction, first reaction, honest. Huh? Are you kidding me? He's fell asleep, what's going to happen? Look what he says. Uh, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. He'll wake up. Jesus was speaking of his death, but the disciples thought he meant natural sleep. Keep reading. So then he told them plainly, like he, sometimes he has to talk to us this way. 
He doesn't say it in the text, but it's implied. Uh, duh. Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I was glad I was not there so that you may believe. Let's go to him. I love Thomas. He said, uh, let's go also. Let's go with him so we can die with him. We've made a lot of fun of old Thomas for being a doubting Thomas, but he was ready to die with Jesus right here. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Okay, hang on. Four days. What do you know about four days? He's starting to decay, right? Four days. I don't know how many days ahead that the sisters called. I do know that he waited two days, and by the time he got there, he'd been dead four days. What have those sisters been doing? Only ladies answer. Only ladies answer. Tell me what those sisters have been doing. They've been mourning. And? They've been, wor they've been wondering. Why didn't he come? Where is he? Why didn't, why didn't he show up here? He's our friend. Martha said, I baked cookies for him. Burned them just like he likes them. Right? Mary said, I'd have thought he was the best teacher ever in the history of the world. Lazarus loved him so much, and we let him stay in our house. And now he won't even come when our brother's sick, and now he's dead. And it's... Keep reading. Watch what happens. Now, many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. This, other people have come, but who's not showed up yet? Jesus. Well, when Jesus hears that Jesus is coming, she went out to meet him, and Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said, read, listen to the words. Lord, Martha said, if you had been here... My brother would not have died. But now I know that if, I, you, if you ask of God, He'll give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said, your brother will live again. Uh, Martha said, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Circle this verse. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. Hey, the teacher's here. He is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered into the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews had come with Mary, who had been with Mary in the house comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed, supposing that she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When, Jesus, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. That's the second time he's heard that. These girls been thinking about something. What have they been playing over and over and over again? If Jesus had been here, that wouldn't have happened. So what's implied in the statement? There's the why question. Why didn't you come? Why didn't you get here? If you had been here, implies he didn't want to be there. He wasn't there, and he, for some reason, didn't want to be there. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews that had come with her weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled.
I don't know all that was going on in Jesus' heart. I don't know if his, his heart was hurt because they questioned Mary and Martha as closest to him as anybody in the world were questioning his love for them. I don't know if that's part of it. I don't know if he was just feeling compassion because somebody he loved was crying and that, that will do that to you. What happens when you see somebody you care about really crying? Well, you start feeling those, you feel that tug, don't you? Jesus says, uh, where have you laid him? He said, come and see, Lord. In verse 35, Jesus wept. There are whole books written about those two words. There's all kinds of facts you'll learn if you get you go to a Bible school. They'll teach you. One of the facts they'll teach you this is the shortest verse in the Bible. Like that's any kind of big deal. Because God had nothing to do with putting the, the numbers there. But the Son of God put those words there. So hang on. What do you know? What do you know about Jesus? You may not understand why He does what He does. Listen to what, listen to what we're learning. You may not understand why He does what He does. You may not be able to explain why He does what He does. You may not be able to understand why He does what He does. But what do you know about Jesus? He knows the same feelings we have. He has a tender heart. What, what do you know about Jesus? When I cry, He cries. What do you know about Jesus? He was real. He loves us no matter what. I've heard men, there are books written about those two words and I've heard sermons written on, the, I don't know. I, I don't know how many sermons I've ever preached on those two words. But I tell you, you know what matters most to me now? They've gotten older. Jesus has the same feelings I have. I need to know that. That's good for me to know. I don't know how it affects you, but I like knowing. Jesus has the same kind of feelings I have. And then they said, so look how much he loved him. But some of them said, could, not, could he have not opened the eyes of the blind man and have kept him from dying? Jesus once more moved deeply, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. He said, take away the stone. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time, there is a bad odor, for he's been there for four days. Practical, real stuff. That's right, right? Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Now do you see why he waited? What did Jesus tell his disciples while he was waiting? So that you may believe and see the glory of God that see this that God's son will be glorified do you remember he waited those days for this reason so that they would look you would believe and see the glory of God so they took away the stone and Jesus looked up father I thank you that you've heard me I knew that you always hear me but I said I love this prayer but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here listening and taking notes and critiquing me and, and going to criticize me for this prayer later. That they may believe that you sent me.
there's something here, I, guys, I can't even get wrapped my head around. But if I could get a hold of it, if you could, if, and if we could get our minds off it, it would simplify our lives so much that if everything I do in my life, every prayer I pray, every song I sing, every conversation I have, every doodle I doodle, if I could do it to the glory of God and to fulfill His purpose, my life would be simplified. He's not worried about what somebody else is going to think. He's not going to worry about what somebody else says. He's just going to pray, Lord, I want them to believe. And then he said with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out. Whoop, stop, stop. You don't even have to finish. He is standing by a body that is decaying. Okay, he's standing outside this cave. The body is decaying. You can smell. The odor is that strong. Horrible, nasty old smell. And Jesus prays, Lord, there's some people listening to me. I want them to know that I talk to you and what's going to happen. Let them believe, okay? Lazarus, come here! And what happened? Don't, don't worry about his hands and his feet. What happened? The dead man came out. Those two, read those words again. The dead man came out. Underline them. The dead man came you out. You're never going to read that anywhere else, y'all. The dead man came out. Your reaction. You're standing there. The dead man came out. Honest, honest. Shock. Your honest reaction. All. Your, your honest reaction. And nobody even said it. All of those emotions crammed into one moment. And what does Mary, what do Mary and Martha think? It's our brother. He's alive. Is there anybody glad to see him alive? Is there anybody who wants to run and hug him, clean him up? Because it says he came alive. Didn't mean he smelled better. Claim alive. They want to clean him up? He's been in the tomb four days. You think maybe he's going to be a little bit hungry? Yeah. That's where we're going to stop. He came out alive. Our reaction would be based on what our, our most primary concern. Some of us would wonder, is he going to remember that I was one of the ones that questioned him? Or is he going to be mad at me because I, I didn't think he could do it? Did Jesus answer Mary and Martha's question? Then tonight let him answer yours. God, why, am I, why did my mother die? God, why is my dad growing old and fading? God, why is my son not walking with Jesus? What's the question? You got a question you want to ask him? Why did my child do this? Why did that doctor say that? Why did this happen in my family? You can ask why all day long, and guess what? You may never get an answer. But ask this question. Who can cause a dead man to come out of the grave? One more time. Who? His name's Jesus. So if he can make a dead man live, 
What can he do with some of us? Can he fix your life? As long as your heart's beaten, as long as your heart's beaten, as long as your lungs are breathing, there is hope. You do not give up your hope. And if you have faith in Jesus and you die, what happens? Dead man came out. Was the Son of God glorified? God's Son glorified? Did those people believe? Yeah. So that's what you and I are supposed to do. These words were written for that reason. No big point, no big conclusion except, do you believe it? Because if you believe it, the same thing's true in your life. Does He love you? Yeah, He proved it. Things in it are going to happen in your life that you can't explain? Yep. Why'd they happen? That's not the re that's not the question. What's the question? Who is it that can fix it? Why did they do that? Why did they do that? No, 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 no. That's not the question. The question is who can fix it? Who can fix it? Who can fix it? And the answer is And if he gets there four days late. Because he's never late. It's never too late to let... Ooh. It's never too late to let Jesus change you. It's never too late to let, late to let Jesus save you. It's never too late to let Jesus love you. You're a special group of people. Some of you work so hard today you just barely can stay awake. Boy, I understand. And when folks in this room lay their head down on that table and take a nap, I never get offended, never get hurt. Because I know you worked hard. That's get a nap anytime you can. I've napped several times while I was teaching, so I understand. <laughs> Dozed off a couple of times tonight. You're a unique group of people. Some of you have been battered, broken, bruised by the meanness, hatefulness of other people. And in spite of that, you're here. Trusting one more time, hoping one more time that somebody will love you. Some of you, like me, weren't hurt by anybody else, you just wrecked your own life. So let's be honest about it. I got nobody to blame but me. Sixteen years ago, last summer, sixteen years ago when I blew my whole world up, I had nobody to blame but me. Some of you in that same situation, and instead of giving up, what'd you do? <laughs> You made it here. You made it here. And you found out who is it that can make a dead man live? And if he could do that, what can he do for me? He's doing it. Let him do it for you.
there are going to be some bad things happening. God forbid they happen. It's going to happen, and I'm not predicting. I'm no prophet. I got no special insight. I'm not feeling any intuition. And for those of you who have the intuition, you're lying. You don't have it. I know you say you do, and I love you. I'm not. I'm not making fun of you, but you don't know what's going to happen because you can say, "Well, I knew that's going to come. I knew that's going to happen." You know how many times I've heard that? I've got a person in my life who does that all the time. They usually tell me after the fact. I knew that's going to happen. Oh, you did? I'm going to start betting on the Super Bowl, you know. <laughs> but I love you, but I hear you do it all the time. Well, I knew that's going to happen. I want to know how many times you've had that feeling that it didn't happen. Well, you don't keep record of those. You just keep record of them once maybe that you lucked out and... A stop clock is right twice a day, okay? I'm saying to you, can Jesus make a dead man live? Can Jesus make a dead man live? There are bad things that are going to happen. And predicting them is... is, (laughs) As good as it may make you feel, it's not going to stop those things from happening. But the question is not why. The question is who? Who makes a dead man live? Who forgave my sins? Who forgave your sin? Jesus. Who loves you? Who wants to use your life and be glorified in it? Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight, for these folks, their attention. God, you did good things this week. You helped people find jobs. You gave us food to eat. You work through some people to open their hearts and share kindness with us. Some gave us money. Some gave us cookies. Some gave us hope. God, you did all that. And so many things I can't even, I can't even imagine. I can't even begin to list them. So we thank you. We thank you for every good gift you've ever given us. We thank you for every good gift that you promised to give us. And to be honest, I'm... A, I'm um, I'm sorry what I did in my life that caused such a mess. And I'm sorry for the resentment I felt for so long. (coughs) And I'm sorry for the bitterness that I held on way too long. I'm sorry for the challenging questions I ask way too many times. I just want to believe, God. I just want to believe that Jesus will be glorified. And whatever He does in that moment is good enough for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Folks, thanks. And if I don't see you, have a Merry Christmas. Uh, But look at the board. Don't text me. I don't know this stuff.